You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. Mm. It's a sad day. Sad day in sports. Cowboys. I would feel bad for you, but you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, Fatty Mike, Fatty Mike, the pipes are calling. Dak Prescott threw an interception to the secondary. Brett Maher got bailed out by a blocked PAT because that thing was definitely going to be far left. Amen. How you doing, trainer? How you holding up down there? It's it's hard to watch your team go like that, you know? It's um, been 27 years since <laughs> the Cowboys went to the NFC title game. 27 years. Long years. Um is it uh, is it fair to for us as a sports Fandom, I guess. I guess it's like the Giants, Dallas, LA, Chicago. We put unrealistic expectations on the Cowboys every single year, and we always elate in their demise. Or is it just because majority of the people hate Cowboys fans and thus cheer on their demise? Like, what what balance is it? Mm. Unfair expectations, or just want to throw mm. pie on Cowboys faces? Mm. Um, I'd say. Uh, <sighs> Just like to the generate to our generation, it's unfair. Just like you know, with every boomer that passed down nothing to our to our generation, left us in shambles. Yeah, um, they were America's team at one point, and people like to make fun of that. So we have to take as cowboy fa- as Cowboys fans, the modern modern day, mm-hmm. we take the brunt of that humor and laughter after Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry, destroyed the old guard, and then sold out, got players that were a little unseemly, won titles with those players. People got sick of that crap. It was kind of the beginning of sports media getting hot in this country, sports media being obsessed with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah, then they got associated with the Yankees and the Lakers and the rest is history. Yeah. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of Lakers fans that are really upset. We're really upset on Sunday. (laughs) There's, and there's Cowboys fans all across the country. So when you see Dallas Cowboys gear at the Kmart and let's say Jackson, Wyoming, you know that people are sick of seeing that star, those logos. It's one of those things where everyone was convinced that Dak Prescott was the guy, and there are some people saying, no, he wasn't, and then he tried to throw six interceptions. Turns out he only threw two, three, four. How many did he throw? Four? He threw two interceptions, and he threw four more, uh, we call them Tua interceptions, where they don't actually get caught. Yeah. A little little shot across the bow there. no, I mean that wasn't a that wasn't a shot at Tua. They just okay, they're Purdy interceptions. Purdy got pretty lucky. Purdy I'm just lucky I'm just saying what what does Tua have to do with Dak Prescott blowing in the divisional round? I was you had me at nice with that song, the amazing grace and the bagpipes. That pulled at my heartstrings, okay? But if you're gonna take a shot at Tua, a man who's got thirty percent of his brain left, then I'm gonna have to start getting a little defensive here, right? Okay, okay. I, I guess I've I've listened to too many too many um 
talking heads call those Tua kind of like Tua drops, basically the You mean the turnover luck? Drops. Isn't there something called turnover luck? People are like, Yeah, it's oh. turnover luck. Yeah. And Dak Dax ran out this Sunday and I've run out of my life has run out of lifespan and I'm I'm I've buried Dak Prescott and I'm hoping that um how frustrating year, how frustrating it is, is the, it going to be when year. nothing changes? When you get to next season and Dak Prescott is your quarterback, Mike McCarthy is your coach, Ezekiel Elliott is your running back, and Tony Pollard <gasps> might be traded away. How are you going to feel then? Same I do right now. Okay, dang. Well, um, this is it. Do you this is to- it. I, okay. I, thought there was, I thought something – you asked me last week. I, re- I listened to the show, show notes, grinding, always grinding, mm-hmm. 24-7, 30, 365. Rise and grind, um, whatever that means. Unless you're out of town in Canada, then I don't do anything. Um, I thought that we were set up for success here. Third, third string quarterback, like you said. Yep. Would I feel good about this versus having Sean Payton be in the Sean Payton sweepstakes? I said, Sean Payton's going to cost an arm and a leg financially and draft pick capital wise. So, yeah, I feel fine. I feel good. And you, uh, you talk me into picking the Cowboys because I'm a mental jellyfish when it comes to NFL picks. <laughs> You, uh, yeah, you, 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 you live rent free in my head with NFL pick them. And th- that's it. This is a, this is officially the start of a new year. You're right. You're <laughs> right, man. <laughs> oh, yikes. It was very funny. I, uh, something resonated with me when I, I was like, you know what? It's a fun time of year. The coaching carousel has started. Where does Sean Payton land? Nathaniel Hackett was fired. has already been hired. So has, um, oh my gosh, Carolina news coach, Frank Reich has been mm-hmm. fired and hired. And you said, Massey, I got a game on Sunday. I don't have to pay attention to this. So welcome to the fold. Welcome to the fold. All right, me and Dennis Allen, we've been hanging out all season. If you want a pathetic stat, Dennis Allen is the lowest winning percentage coach in the NFC South. In the worst division in football, he is the worst coach. So, all right. Welcome to mediocrity, except for, no, I don't have any draft picks. I was about to say, I was about to brag and say oh. I have higher draft picks, but we don't even have that. Uh, once we get Sean Payton hired, uh, we should have a couple, but maybe one or two. Maybe we can trade them to the Eagles and get all our picks back. Or the Dolphins. Don't they have a bunch of picks? You know, mm-hmm. madness is like gravity. All it takes a little push. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling it. All right. I mean, you, you've been to a conference title in this millennium. I was at a bar. I was at a bar when I was yeah, you, a senior. You, you could go to a bar. You could go to a freaking bar when you went to a conference NFC championship game. Yeah, that is true. My dad would have to give me a fake ID when I was 10 years old and take me to a bar. Yeah, that's a good to- point. That's a good point. I will say uh, Brett Favre looked mighty shaky after after that game. Um, We got a packed show. We have the NFC championship. We have the ASC championship. We have the Cowboys to make fun of. Trainer is going to take a tequila shot and celebration here. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube that doesn't exist, and uh, and we're uh, so we have the huddle, we have the championship games, we have you have some college basketball pickums. I'm I'm sitting pretty. I think I got one, two, and three and six in my college football, college basketball. Excuse me, uh, pickum here. Um, I have no idea what your teams are. They're so irrelevant, and uh, so we got a packed show. So let let's uh, let's shall we begin, Trainer? How we doing? What, what poll are you looking at? I have Purdue, and I think they're number one in the country. Are they not? Am I mistaken? I'm what, looking what at my looking? my biased poll, okay? I oh, found oh, a poll that oh, went – personal ranking. Yeah. Personal power ranking. Yeah, okay. Houston. Got it. Houston, Kansas, Bama, and then Virginia at number six. 
you know, I was going to let, I was going to let the, uh, not having a wager on the college football season. I was gonna let that go. Yeah. But now I'm pissed. I'm yeah. gonna think of something well, next week. You're gonna you're gonna do something on the air. You opened the show with a Tua a Tua shot. So <laughs> hey, was, hey, be careful. Tanking for Tua, tanking for Peyton, it never pays off. All right. Still, let's see it. Opens up the podcast with tequila shot. This is gonna turn out great. This is gonna turn out great. What are you gonna chase that with? Oh, a delicious oh a Merlot. <laughs> That's that really makes the tequila go down nice and smooth. All right, there. Let's go Way to the huddle. down in a hole. Good news. <laughs> the huddle is the good news of the week. The critical number of the week. Something that you are stuck on. Your quote slash question of the week, and then your goat of the week. Trainer, allow me to start here. Alabama yeah, has my gotten. My opening monologue was long winded. I want you to speak now. Alabama has gotten rid of Bill O'Brien. He is now with the New England Patriots. Thank you for your service. You will no longer be needed here. We also got rid of Pete Golding. He is out as a defensive coordinator for Old. He has gone over to uh, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, Black Bears, uh, whatever they're called these days. Now, it's very funny to think that Bill O'Brien is going to get teamed back up with Mac Jones after Joe Judge hysterically hysterically blew it at the Patriots. There are reports coming out that he took uh, Josh McDaniel's playbook and cut it in half, and the offensive players were saying, where where are the plays? And then he stopped showing up to meetings, so they couldn't even get clarification on the plays they were supposed to run. Mac Judge Jones. Did. Judge, yeah. And then Mac Jones had very public, explicit, explicit language. Expletive, expletives? Expletive laced. <laughs> rants towards Joe Judge on the sidelines during games. Man, three three syllable words are hard. Um so, I got you, I got you. so it'd be nice to see my boy Mac Jones actually have a good offensive coordinator after Josh McDaniel's absence. Pete Golding, Pete Frat Boyd Gold Mc McPunchable face, he's all on the way to all miss. And do we know from the inside, from the insider's information, who Alabama's eyeballing for the defensive coordinator job? You have mentioned this before. It rhymes with Bangkok. Jeremy Pruitt. Oh, defensive. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about offensive uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I thought we were going offensive coordinator, then defensive coordinator. Oh, I have not heard of Cliff Kingsbury yet. No news on him. He is going to have to let that black tar heroin from Thailand wear off, just like from your <laughs> from your words. Um, Jeremy Pruitt, the old Tennessee coach that got, who's had his wife drop off bags of Chick-fil-A Posing as Chick-fil-A bags, but they're actually full of cash. The yeah, SEC the cash, cash bad cash guy. Yeah. yeah. The SEC is clearing the way. It's kind of like one of those uh um what am I trying to say? Like when you're in the federal pen for dealing weed and you're nonviolent and people are like, you know what, we're wiping those clean. The SEC is like, well, you know, paying players is legal now, so why why wouldn't we he come be able to come back in the SEC? He's currently at the New York Giants. Rumors are circulating. Jeremy Pruitt. Back in Tuscaloosa. What say you? I, we, you know, we used to do it all the time. He's coming home. He's coming home. We were doing this show so long ago that I think that was when LeBron went back to the Cavs. Am I right? The heat to the Cavs? Wow. We've been around for a long time, Massey. Think yes. That. Right. Anyway, that's a great reunion. I love Butt Chin. Uh, or no, Butt Chin being gone. I love Pruitt coming back. Yes. Um, coming back, not hat, in, not hat in hand. I'm guessing Saban is welcoming him back with open arms after he was he took the Tennessee job 
Yep. And I'm sure they ended they ended their relationship in a in a fine manner. Uh, Saban got to beat up on him as a Tennessee Vols coach. No blood, bad blood there for Saban's ego. It's fine. Um, yeah, should be good. Can bring the bring the Chick Fil A bags of cash, and now it's full on NIL, NIL, NLI, whatever the kids are calling it these days. It's just legal. I think there uh, there is some architect mock-ups of Alabama building a building a building completely dedicated to NIL money or something which i don't i don't get but whatever build a build it just a building like a, it's like a building with like tiktok locations where you can film stuff and do advertisements is it like a? I think that's McDonald's, exactly what it is people were saying there's a bunch place. of green green screens in there mm-hmm. yeah i, I don't know sense. all right what is your good news of the week trainer um oh yeah uh shifting gears obviously because i have to for my my sanity um after going two and three in a losing stretch against uh houston miami and pittsburgh the who's have won five straight mm-hmm. now they're back to second in the acc who's basketball that is football's over thank god and uh behind Clemson. Clemson's number one. I yeah. didn't even know that. Um, you know who's nowhere to be seen. Duke. Duke Tennessee. in North Carolina. Love nowhere. It. I haven't seen they're the old the old guard blue bloods. Yeah. Um also one, Clemson, Clem, Clemson being number one in the ACC, that's gotta be fake, right? They're they're a, they're a fake number one. Yeah. Now that we're getting into the meat of it, hopefully they fall off. And I learned something about Virginia football. Uh Brendan Armstrong is transferring to NC State. Traitor. It's one of those things where I don't know if I want to hate him or just wish him on his way since UVA had a coaching change and Tony Elliott um, isn't a good coach and apparently is a, a bad, bad human <laughs> being on top of it. Um, so I, I I think about Brendan Armstrong. He said, you know what? I'll stick it out for a year with Tony Elliott. Uh, my draft status completely crumbled underneath, underneath me. I'm going to go to NC State where Devin Leary almost won a Heisman. Yeah, I like it. I, th- I think that's that's good for him. I'd say he'd he'd be uh, one of those you come back like in the NBA. It's like are, is he gonna or baseball? Mostly it happens where it's like, are they gonna applaud the guy who left? Or are they gonna boo him when he comes back? If he, if NC State plays at UVA next year, I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at the who's the who's football schedule because I don't care. And um, I'd say applaud him. Yeah, you did your time. Thank you for your service. Yeah. All right. Um, the who's looking hot back in the top yeah, ten. My. Side good news, this is a tease. We're about to go into maybe one of the best QB carousel off-seasons ever. Looking yeah, forward we are. to it. I don't... Sweepstakes, sweepstakes for Lamar, mm-hmm. for Brady, for Aaron Rodgers, for Derek Carr, too. And maybe, if I pray enough, Dak Prescott. No, you're no. stuck with him. He's got he's got like $50 million left on that contract, right? Do, do you think, because uh, Carr got kicked out of LA, or Las Vegas and Dak, everybody wants him to be kicked out too. And and Brett Favre is still being indicted, right? Is, is wearing number four the worst number in quarterbacks, four quarterbacks to wear? Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I, I saw it today. Aaron Rodgers needs to be traded to the Jets, Vikings, and then embezzle money from the retirement fund of Mississippi. Oh, I wrote that. I wrote that on my own too. I found that somewhere else. Damn it! <laughs> I, I saw, I I saw it, and I laughed, and I went on yeah, with my day. At this point, the internet leaves just like the little tiniest of indents on my brain, and I have to figure out what it actually said. I can't. There's no chance I ever find it again. But um, yeah, that joke has been made. You know, I'm unfortunately, I'm yeah. It was a good joke. That's though. the hard part. Is back when the Cowboys would go to conference title games back when in 1995. If I made that joke to you, there would be no internet for you to find it. So it would have been a, like an original, and you would have laughed harder. So Are you telling me that part. some people can come up with the same joke on their own? 
Yeah, but it was cool when you like you had your little community of friends or whatever, and now now it's just like everybody you know somebody somebody in um, let's say New York City or Singapore can come up with the same joke, and it's not as funny because it's not as original. Yeah, I know it kind of stinks. Um, yeah. all right, give me your critical number this week, trainer. Uh, six. Uh, I don't know. Six weeks until Selection Sunday, starting this coming Sunday. Yes. Oh, really? We are that close. We are that close. We have made our way through January. Uh, we're going to have two weeks of the Super Bowl, and then we're going to have a month, a month of very meaningful college basketball, and then selections uh, Sunday ha- hits. I saw somewhere that Virginia was lurking in the three seed. Is that right? I like that. I saw I saw four. I thought that was a little low, a little disrespectful. Yeah, what the hell, I like bro? Three. I like three better. Yeah, four is the top oh, 16. We're above that, right? Yeah. 12 to 16? Oh, Matt, 13 to 16. Yeah. Oh, top. yikes. Three times four is twelve. We're a, we're number seven in the country. I feel like twelve slash a three seed should be our floor. Where is the final four this year? Can we have Todd look that up? Our ceiling is a our ceiling is a one seed, and our floor is a three seed. I'm gonna I'm just gonna staple that. Oh, look out! Um, if we ended up pull, pulling out the ACC, we're gonna have to have a one seed because I mean the yeah. SEC's right. got That's a couple I mean. of one seeds there. Uh, I mean Purdue's looking good. They look like they've locked in. The Zags have not seen where they've where, where they've gone because I don't care because I'll never believe in Gonzaga. Um, all right, my critical number of the week. Not a shot at your teams, trainer. Total shot. Already dropped them. We're good. Oh, okay. Um, my critical number of the week: nine million per season coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Nine million per season. Oh, uh, Josh Heupel got a contract extension. He got That's a big contract extension after he caught lightning in a bottle with Hendon Hooker, who uh, led them to ten and two season, and then Milton came in and won and beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl. So they ended up 11-2. and two. Let me go over Josh Heupel's history in Tennessee. In his first season, he went 7-6. and six. In his next season, he went 11-2. and two. And that's it. That's the whole, his whole resume. But didn't he win a, didn't he um, tie Alabama for a national title, right? Um, oh, did he win the SEC East? No, that was East? Scott Frost. Damn, that was Scott Frost, wasn't it? Yep. Did he win the SEC East this year? He did not. No, he lost to Georgia. But they were still highly ranked, right? So they were number five going into the last weekend of the season. What could go wrong? South Carolina could go wrong. Spencer Rather in South Carolina. He had the easiest pass to the college football playoff. Now, and he Without blew Without Hooker. No, he, Hooker got hurt late in the South Carolina game, if I remember correctly. And uh, so Josh Heupel, $9 million. Tennessee just really threw the bag at him right out of the gate. Good luck, Tennessee. I'm telling you what. If Joe Milton's the man, then Joe Milton's the man. But you, you better keep the, that quarterback room stocked because Josh Heupel, I don't think, can yeah. can play with the big boys in the SEC where, where defense still is king, as Georgia proved. Is he the Mike McCarthy of college football? Fat, looks really dumb on the sidelines, not able to hang with the rest of the conference slash like – you know, the I Eagles. think he's a little bit more likable. He is. I mean, I remember, uh, God, this is this is after the Cowboys went to a conference title game, but Al- uh, sorry, Alabama, Oklahoma, the original Alabama, in the late 90s, won a national championship. He was the quarterback. Goofy-looking dude, but I remember him being a pretty excellent, like, big, good smile, good good, uh, good story. Good charisma. Good charisma, yeah. Yeah. Come, come not, from I, good, not a big prospect. Yeah. Good, large family breeding in Oklahoma somewhere. Sure, whatever. I don't, I don't know his backstory. Just, just, just Tennessee. You've hitched your wagon. Good luck. All right, trainer. Give me your stuck on this week. 
Did Alabama win the SEC West this year? They did not. They lost a freaking LSU. Can you believe that? LSU with Brian the Murderer Kelly. And you knew the answer to that question, but I'll go ahead and sum it up. LSU has lost one five-star quarterback to Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. And that's all I know about LSU this offseason so far. Yeah, I was trying to keep the pattern of um, you take a shot to a SEC West. Yeah, uh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Stuck of the week. So uh, at the aforementioned Mike McCarthy, he mm-hmm. has mentioned in passing that Jerry Jerry quote unquote wants him to stay the Cowboys coach for as long as Tom Landry did. Massey critical number number two of the week twenty nine. Tom Landry was the quarterback of the Cowboys for twenty nine years. That would make him 85 years old when he retires. That would also make me 67 years old when he retires from the Cowboys. F-M-L. Okay, yes, you said quarterback for the Cowboys for 29 years, but I knew you meant coaching. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's going to play both, yeah. Um, I doubt that happens. I think Jerry Jones huh. might be dead. <laughs> I think he might be dead for that long. I have no but, idea who's going to take Jones, Yes, on his death on his deathbed. He says, Steven, you don't let Mike get away. And he's like, all right, Daddy, I won't. And then he, then Steven wipes down his glasses for the last time and places it on his face and closes his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> what? Is that the lineage? Is that the lineage of the Cowboys is going to his, his son-in-law? Is that right? No, it's his son. It's his oldest, oldest son. It, in, inside of wedlock. No, his, his son. No, I understand what you're saying, but his his son that is inside the marriage, not outside oh, yes. of the marriage. Yes, correct. With his with his with Jerry's wife. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just had to clear up any <laughs> any gray area there. His family son. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. My stuck on is the Buffalo Bills. Can we talk about this a second? Yeah. Are they that good? Are they the 13 and 4 team that we expected to cruise to the AFC Championship? Is Josh Allen playing Superman ball with a non-existent run game? Is that sustainable? I mean, Stefan Diggs obviously is an all-star. Gabriel Davis, pretty good. Knox, pretty good. But what happened to that defense and that and that pass rush? And and why did they how did they let Eli Apple look good. Like I was so bamboozled watching that game thinking, wait a minute, why are the bills good? Have, have we, because of Josh Allen's just electric throws that he makes sometimes, sometimes he throws an 80 yard bomb on a rope and that game, was it last year or two years ago where they played the chiefs and it was back last and year. forth back. Was it last year? Yeah. Do we have that st- that cemented or seared in our memory, and that was why we had the Buffalo Bills so highly regarded. Are they as good as their record showed? So I, I, I kind of have like a. Um, was the loss of Von Miller that big a deal? Yeah, that's that's my okay. So offensively and defensively, I'd say where my head goes is Josh Allen is playing with maybe an elbow that needs Tommy John surgery. Oh, correct, correct. Lost, yeah, and they lost Von Miller, and um. Joe Burrow is is that is that, what do they say is that he's he that, that guy girl? he that guy I'm him and yeah so I think calling the Bills overrated or saying they're still not one of the top three or four teams in the AFC maybe top and probably top five or six maybe yeah the NFC once Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady leave the NFC the the NFC is gonna be garbage anyway so 
the AFC is loaded. That's so and right, like, dude. Josh the Allen NFC is, is so such trash. Brock Purdy is in the NFC. God. Yeah, he's the he, Jalen Hurts will be by far the best quarterback in the conference. Brock Purdy second. Dak will be the 16th best quarterback in the NFC next year. Um, and I, I think that. Um, oh my God, you're right. Josh Allen and the Bills are still a top four team in the AFC easily. I'm I mean, going, the running games, I'm going through the NFC teams and I'm embarrassed. I mean, I would, I don't know. You got, okay, you got the Jaguars and you got the Chargers. They are both like, you know, you got whatever happens with Lamar and the Ravens. And then you have like a kind of an up and coming, maybe Dolphins, because they were, they had to play Skylar Tom, Thomas or Thompson. Yep. And, you know, the Steelers barely missed. I feel like they're on the rise again. And the Steelers are always perennial. Um, yeah, I feel like the AFC, we'll see what happens with the Raiders job, the Jets job. I, I, I think the Bills are still in that. To put them below, a, a tier below the two teams that are, have gone to back-to-back conference title games, the Chiefs and the, and the Bengals, sure. But they're not like that far below. I don't think there's some sort of Grand Canyon, you know, gap now because of this this game where I feel like the Bills, they had their struggles for yep. obvious reasons. Yeah, that's those are all very good points. I was having a hard time listening to people saying they're not that good to really yeah. in my head accept it because man, they could just they're one it's kind of like what am I trying to say? The Colts, they're one piece away. They're not as bad as the Colts obviously. If they had a running a running game, they'd be unstoppable. All right, I'm glad we sorted yeah. that out. And I I want to talk about Eli Apple a little bit, but I don't. I don't. I don't think I like that guy. So well, actually, what I, I don't know what what did he do that pissed off somebody about? Did he say something about Demar Hamlin? He said, "Enjoy Cancun," and you saw all Sunday Demar Hamlin doing the heart, the heart hands, mm-hmm. and his number is three. And he said, "Let's." He said something. Tweeted something. Said like Cancun on three, and had heart hands. And he was like, oh, that was no disrespect to DeMar Hamlin. I'm like, are uh, you sure, Eli Apple? You didn't proofread that and think to yourself, no one can confuse that. God, it's just like, I can't believe this is the converse. Like, what grade are we in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. We're talking about a man's Twitter, a grown man's yeah, Twitter. And, and emojis and all that. Quote of the week, is that what you said? Yeah, give me your quote of the week. Jim, if I knew what I was going to friggin' do, I would have flippin' done it. That is Tom Brady to uh, an unsuspecting reporter who asked the most obvious question of, Tom Brady, you become a free agent in March. Would you like to tell us your plans? And he, in his uh, pedestal that he's put himself on through his play and his hard work and dedication, he seems somehow shockingly annoyed when he is the main storyline. I'm I'm shocked at Tom Brady's response to this question. What about you, Trainer? No, I like it. And he went on to say, you're scratching, you're scratching. Maybe, maybe he confused. Jim was asking, you're a free agent already. And he was talking about divorce and that hurt his feelers. Oh, mm. Mm. you think about it that way? I just thought of that. Hey, maybe Tom, a- remember when you dumped the Brazilian supermodel? Nah, she dumped him. Yeah, she did. Remember when you got dumped? How do you feel about that now? Your yacht is going to be way smaller in Tampa Bay than it is going to be in Cancun. I can tell you that much, Tom. Um, 
Tom Brady sweepstakes. Is it a sweepstakes these days? Still is. Okay. All right. At least it's it's the news capturing. Is he he's pulling the Brett Favre where he's doing the flip flop, flip flop, snip snap, snip snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the forty year old curmudgeon. I, I guess it's just kind of like I guess Brett Favre was ahead of his time. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously he was his apprentice, and we couldn't. I can't believe that. Yeah, we, we talked about earlier. Aaron Rodgers will play for the Jets for one year. He'll play for the Vikings for two years. There'll be another bounty gate. Looking forward to that on him. Can't wait. Um, uh, then he'll try to sell boomers like copper fit and knee pads and um, denim jeans. And then he will uh, be uh, audited and um, be an enemy of the state of California where he's from because Brett was from Mississippi. Yeah. So stories. The story's there. Anyway, it's funny how history's repeating itself. And now it's between the two of those two guys. And who knows when this is going to end? Because Aaron Rodgers could play until he's forty-five. Aaron, I'm, and with uh, modern Tom Brady, medicine, Tom Brady could play until he's fifty. So we got you know another decade of this. Back in Brett Favre's day, modern medicine was Vicodin and Jack Daniels. This uh, now that we got Howawaska, no telling how long Aaron Rodgers will play. I have a question for you, trainer. Actually, hold on, Brett Favre. Sorry, yeah, and a, and a good masseuse. Brett Favre was ahead of his ahead of his game with that and with this. You know, embezzling money from orphanages or whatever. And the, and the masseuse, the masseuse stuff with Deshaun. Never forget. Oh God. Don't don't. <laughs> when you get jammed up, don't mention my name. Uh, I have a question for you, trainer. It's my question of the week. Is Patrick, is, is Patrick Reed a sociopath? Fat golfer who looks like Mike McCarthy and Josh Heupel. You, <laughs> what did he do? What did he, he tried. Do? Well, uh, so I was, you know, scrolling. Oh, he tried to cheat. That was a few years ago. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, he's well. So there was some. There was a dust up between the Live Tour and the PGA Tour. They were uh, both sets a, of players. He's, sorry, he's a Live guy right now. Right? He's a Live gotta, guy. Cool. I'm he, old. Um, they were in Dubai, and they were playing sure. a golf tournament. And McElroy was sitting on a tee box. And was messing around in his golf bag, and Patrick Reed did like the awkward. I'm gonna come go say hey to McElroy. Uh, Patrick Reed has, is currently suing four people, one of them being Greg McElroy for defamation suit against the Live Tour or something crazy. He got Greg McElroy, not Greg McElroy, excuse me, Roy McElroy like got su- subpoenaed <laughs> on Christmas Eve at about 3 p.m. Someone knocked on the door and served him. With Patrick ne- uh, Reed's name in the lawsuit. So Patrick Reed tries to come over to Roy. Rory's clearly like, dude, are you serious? Like right now, you're going to come try to talk to me? So Roy's fooling around his golf bag, and Patrick Reed just acts childish and is like, fine, and threw him a tee that was a live tour tee or something like that. And Ooh. Patrick Reed said something like, if Rory's going to act like a child, then, I, I, then I'll treat him like a child. And Rory goes, yeah, I don't, and had the greatest response like, yeah, I just didn't feel like talking to him. So I didn't, I didn't acknowledge him. And Patrick Reed kind of made it, made it this thing. And I think after all the reports of him stealing from his teammates in college, like stealing random stuff and using it or wearing it in front of them, like they who would steal a watch and wear his college teammates watch into the locker room, him just having the most like ways in which that he's cheating and feels nothing about it. I think he might be a sociopath. Well, he is already an Astros fan. I can add that onto his resume. Oh, well, because another strike cheating against. Cheating sociopaths. Yeah. This is more of not a question. This is more story time for Graham because I've I've been living under a rock. I thought you were the golf guy. I, I am. It's just not – it's just not – it's not 
I'm in I'm in mourning. Ah, I'm grieving. Okay. Grieving. Yep. Massey, I'm yep. grieving. Yep. I see. The Masters haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Dak is dead. Just give me some time. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just telling you. Keep the keep the Patrick Reed, Rory McIlroy on your radar. You know I love a good live tour, PGA tour drama. So I was. Yeah, we. We'll get it fired up. That's my bad. Um, it's a rhetorical question. You know I hate Patrick Reed. <laughs> All right, give me your go to the week, trainer. Then we're going to move on to the AFC NFC championships. Mine was easy. I kind of mentioned earlier it's me. Middle right. jellyfish. I listened to the show last week. Yeah. You played You played some smart, I'll just say reverse psychology. I was on the Niners. I jumped off. You took the Niners after me. I believed in Dak. I believed in making the, the uh, at least the NFC championship game and going to the link. Um, I want to join the ranks of James Harden, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Brett Favre, all these, these great gentlemen that have been in the uh, go to the week column for me for, for at least how long I've been doing this segment, six months. Um, yeah. So pretty. <laughs> yeah. You're down. Yeah, that. So this is, this is me tying a bow on this. Uh, all right. Historic, historic huddle in which we bury Dak and the Cowboys once and for all. And then, next you, just, year. then you start start filling it. You're, you're six feet down and you're just grabbing the dirt piles around the then grave. Get, and you're like, just I'll take me with you. Zombie, zombie Graham will get confused by golf season, baseball season. Maybe there's a World Cup this year. I don't know. And Anything coming into football season next year, I'll just be – It'll just be like goldfish brain. Like, here we go. Let's go Cowboys. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll glance over this now that you're down so bad. Uh, my go to the week was <laughs> Kellen Moore because he called the dumbest, the dumbest trick play I've ever seen to finish a game. You might have, what was dumber? Kellen Moore's call that game or the fact when the, um, oh my gosh, the Patriots running back lateral backwards to Mac Jones and he got bailed over oh. by his former teammate. I Jacoby for- Myers, the receiver. Yeah. To throw it right to the Raiders guy, which actually cost him a playoff spot. Um, but Ezekiel um, Elliott lining up at center and just getting absolutely manhandled right as he, when I was watching that. Okay, I'll admit yeah. I was at a I was at a gathering. There was a uh, a white elephant Anti-Cowboys party. Cowboys gathering? No, it was a white elephant party. It's a tradition that I've now been included into in the neighborhood. Um, so we couldn't miss it, and we were doing some things, and the game was on in the background. I know it's late in the year for a white elephant party. Uh, you said I know a Cowboys fan. Everybody laughs. No, I was like, audibly, what are they doing? Is anybody what? What are they? Is that Zeke at center? Is that Zeke at center? And people are like, what is he talking? We're in the middle of something. I was like, you got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! He gets bowled over, and then the play doesn't even get off the ground after a seven-yard like route. He gets absolutely lit up. It was. The Kirk Cousins. Uh, it was so check, bad. Checkdown. It was Kirk worse Cousins than that. Down. At least they were running routes. It. Nobody. Nobody talks about this. I've not heard this once. Maybe this will be an original because I. Uh, somebody. Some stranger ruined my uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre joke for you and me. And you're the only person that matters in my life right now. I love. I love you, Graham. I love you. I don't think you um, hear that enough. When I don't. I. I don't know who it was. Number nine. The guy who caught the ball. There's a funny moment after he gets smothered to the ground because he just gets bulldozed by the linebacker safety. I don't even know who who tackled it. They throw it to the middle of the field, and there's Zeke. There's Zeke under center. There's no one else in the middle of the field, and then there's that guy, and the defense says, right here in the middle of the field. So he gets smothered, Mm -hmm. and then he falls to the ground. He's on his back, and he does this. I almost think it's sarcastic because he's so pissed off about the play call. He does this fake, like, I'm laddering it back, but I'm already – I've already been on the ground for 90 or two seconds. 
I don't know if you, if you rewatch it, it's really funny <laughs> to me. It's like, he's being a smart ass. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to lateral it now because this was a great hook and lateral play. You dumbass, Kellen Moore, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this it was it was straight off Farsi Blues when they said hook and ladder and, and Billy Bob goes. It was the opposite. This is yeah. not the dumb play where I go out downfield and act like I'm lost, is it? And they said, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was that's a great call, Massey. It was what would have happened in real life if Farsi Blues was in real life, what would have happened on that play? Billy Bob would have fallen over and or Tweeter would have fallen over and the game would have been over. Yeah. Yeah. And Bangville. Bangville. Uh, they're not Bingville tonight. We play Bingville. All right. Anyway, we got to move on. We had the NFC and the AFC championship to discuss trainer. Where would you like to start NFC or AFC? What, what is more intriguing to you? Let's go with, um, I think the NFC is let's go with the NFC. All right. NFC, the Eagles are playing the 49ers. I forgot to look at the line. I'm assuming it's like two and a half Eagles are at home. Are you pretending not to have looked at it? Because that's exactly what it is. They're all two and a half at this point in the playoffs. They're, I mean, there was what? The Bengals were, were – no, the Bills were favored by six, and I was like, that's a dumb line. Everything should be two and a half. Everything should be a field goal from here on out. So, Jalen Hurts <laughs> versus Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts uh, under coach Nick Sirianni. It's not Nick Sirianni. What's Sirianni's first name? That's right, Nick Sirianni. Okay. Sirianni, yeah. they, he has harnessed Jalen Hurts' potential in his game – He's got him all the way to the NFC Championship. Shanahan has gotten Mr. Irrelevant, his third string, all the way to the NFC Championship. It is a game full of storylines, defense, 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 and run game, run game, run game. It is athlete versus athlete. It all seems to be right down the middle. Trainer, I'm going to kick it to you and ask you, who do you think has the edge in this game and why? I feel like the Niners have the edge because their defense is that much better. That much better than the Eagles defense, who rank number... Two-ish overall. San Francisco's one. Eagles run defense mid-tier. Mid-tier. Number 19, number 16, something like that. Yeah, and you can throw – well, you can throw interceptions on the Niners because Dak did that. But you can also throw on the Niners. Uh, I don't know if Jalen's going to be throwing – didn't throw much. Didn't have to throw much because the Giants. That was a blowout. Um, Didn't have to. But I think – it's funny how there's so many weapons in this game. I feel like the Eagles have the better combo of receivers. The Niners have the better overall – like group of guys. I mean, Goddard's great, but Kittle has been playing out of his mind lately. Yes. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have Debo Samuel. They have McCaffrey. I feel like I just, Brock Purdy looked, he looked scary, scared, not scared. He looked scary as in like the pumpkin was starting to show the Cooper rush moment was happening at the end there. Yep. And the, Cow- the Cowboys gave it to him. Um, I picked the Niners to start and I feel like I'm going to pick the Niners to cover just to be safe because I can see the Eagles winning this game, but the Niners cover the two and a half. All right. I like, I like the, I'll take the Eagles to cover the two and a half myself. Um, Jalen hurts seems to be locked in. He has played in more significant games than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is still the Cinderella. Like you said, that has not stepped into the big game environment. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, they are good, but you're looking at Debo. You're looking at Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, like you said, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. There are weapons all over the place. My, Shanahan, I think. I think the weapons are a push. I think Kittle is the edge that they have on offense. If you're going to put it on a scale, so to speak, the defense, 49ers defense, is good. I will say, isn't Nick Bosa banged up? Is that right? No, he's fine. He's a machine. Nick Bosa and Fred Fred Warner are playing out of their minds. Fred Warner's a cheat code. I was not aware of him until he 
Did he intercept Dak down the field or broke up a coverage for a touchdown against CeeDee Lamb? The linebacker just took the Cowboys' number one receiver completely down the field and was with him step for step. I was like, who the hell is that guy? He had a he had a pick. I mean, he's like the new Patrick Willis. He's amazing. Yes. So all that being said, with all that praise for the 49ers, Eagles home field, mm-hmm. Sirianni is going to outcoach Shanahan, and Shanahan is going to have some confusing scratch your head conservative plays down the stretch and Sirianni with his more aggressive game plan play calling put the ball in Jalen Hurts hands Jalen Hurts is cool as a cucumber will make the correct decisions at the correct time and that will be the Eagles edge and they'll win by field goal or more you're probably right and I'm next year after after these playoffs are over I'm going to start thinking with my head instead of my heart because I don't want the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl because I don't want them to win two Super Bowls in the last like five years Uh, Shanahan's I'm there Shanahan's with you. Make, he's gone back-to-back NFC championship games with two different quarterbacks. This will be his fourth in the last, like, four years. Or, no, sorry, third NFC championship in the past four or five years because they went to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs as well not that long ago. That was four or five years ago. I mean, the Eagles are actually the only team in the conference title games that weren't there last year, which is crazy. There's been no parity when it comes to these, you know, conference title games like Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, Bengals last year. And now Niners play the Rams last year. And now they're playing the Eagles. So yep. it's hard to see Shanahan losing back-to-back NFC title game. So I'll, I'll stick with the Niners. All right. All right. Um, let's move on to the AFC. This is the two heavyweights of this evening because you have Joe Burrow, because you have Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow, both quarterbacks are proven winners. Mahomes, Mahomes has one Super Bowl Underneath his belt, this is the fifth year in a row the Chiefs are hosting the AFC Championship. Joe Burrow in his last three meetings with the Chiefs is 3-0, and 3-0. Oh, and zero. The Bengals are missing three starters off their offensive line. They are going to get Joe Mixon back. Now the Chiefs are in a little bit of trouble here. Patrick Mahomes is a high ankle sprain. We did watch the Jaguars going into the end zone when they fumbled in the red zone to give the Chiefs the ball, which allowed them to have enough cushion to feel like it was a comfortable win. But the Jaguars were doing some damage in that divisional round. Chiefs have 55 sacks. We're worried about this offensive line. How many sacks did the Bills have last week? One. Very surprising number there. So, trainer, what say you when Joe Burrow goes into Burrowhead as the Chiefs, uh, excuse Ooh. me, as the Bengals faithful is calling it, and takes on <laughs> Patrick Mahomes his second year in a row? Is that Bengals faithful or is that uh, our co-host Adam Chenault? That might just yes, be Adam Chenault. <laughs> I feel like he <laughs> I, might I, represent the I Bengals on the internet. I think it's great. Um, yeah, Chris Jones is a monster. He had an all-pro year. Uh, for the Chiefs on their defensive front seven. I feel like Mahomes, and I kind of feel this way about Jalen Hurts. If if Jalen Hurts gets one bad hit, we might have to see Minshew. If Mahomes gets one bad hit or he goes outside the pocket and he scrambles, how is he playing with a high ankle sprain? And he's so good when he's outside the pocket. I feel like Chad, we might see Chad Henney too. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. So I got Bengals, uh, 49ers. I think that was like the Boomer Esiason, John, John El- not John Elway, sorry, Joe Montana Super Bowl from way back when matchup if we have to see chad henney and gardner Minshew play for the afc championship <laughs> after waiting all year with all the quarterbacks in the afc that we all mentioned earlier and as chad henney versus gardner Minshew, i'm going to i'll just laugh i'll just i'll just be so <laughs> sad just tears and laughter will be coming out out of my mouth um i yeah, just i feel like i don't understand how um mahomes high ankle sprains are like one of the worst injuries in football they just they yeah linger, they don't go away they take they take a month. They take six weeks sometimes. Like, 
I'm just I'm, I'm amazed by this. Yeah, Tua has some permanent hardware where they like in the high ankle sprain. I think some some bones ha- are involved where they like split. They don't they don't like crack or break or anything, but they separate a little bit. And then they can they like did an experimental surgery where they went and drilled into the bone and then just wrapped it tight together with some like bailing wire or something. I don't know. Nick Saban's got some experimental surgery. I do know that about Tua. Um, I love Sam Hubbard and I love Logan Wilson that played for the Bengals. They are difference makers. Their defense is a little, I don't want to say better because statistically I'm not sure if they're better than the Chiefs, but they seem to have, if you do the guy off, the Cincinnati Bengals seem to have more guys. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler board uh, Boyd, the wide receivers, the wide receiving core for Cincinnati are number one receiver, number one receiver and a fringe number one receiver. Tyler Boyd, Mm -hmm. probably a solid number two receiver. Juju Smith, Schuster coming up from the Steelers this year have made headlines, but I don't really recognize some of these other ones like Cardez, Tony. I mean, obviously everybody knows Marquise Vout, uh, that is, you know, I don't even know how to say his name. That is Scantling. Thank, thank you. Uh, everyone's seen him. The Travis Kelsey is the problem that the Bengals are going to have to deal with. They've dealt with it before. They deal with tight ends well. Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. I'm going to go the Bengals, and I'll have them to cover too. I think that's a. This line has been floating everywhere. I've seen the Bengals went favored. Pickham today. I think. I think it's it's at zero now. Is it really? Because I saw I saw minus two and a half Bengals, minus two and a half Chiefs, and now it's yeah. a Pickham. Yeah, careful who your bookie is. I don't know. I don't know where this where this uh, spreads at right now. The um, I love the analysis of Patrick Mahomes stepping off the media platform and them zooming in on his legs and be like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. There's not a limp. And all the bookies in Las Vegas were like, no limp. We must move the line. Can he play in one of those like those scooters where your legs up? You know, the little like boot scooters. You think he can do a ten five, seven step drop with a scooter? He just takes the hike over his shoulder. You brought up golf earlier. There was a golfer not that long ago who uh, requested the PGA let him play with a golf cart. This is this is this is before. Is that Tiger Woods? Kids, ask your grandparents about this. No, it wasn't Tiger Woods. It was it wasn't John Daly either. It was like Arnold Palmer. I don't know who it was, but it's it reminds me of that. It's like can we can you play with a little little leg scooter? (laughs) I don't know. I I, wish we were. I'm going with I'm going with the healthier quarterback. I think Mahomes on his best day is better than Burrow. I think Jalen Hurts on his best day is easily better than Brock Purdy. But I I think the injury stuff. I'm going to just go with the healthier quarterbacks in both these. Even though I think the weapons, the defense, the coach, coaching, they're all pretty similar and elite in these uh, conference title games. I agree. I agree. And they and they all have units. They all have offensive line units. They all have defensive line units. The weaknesses seem pretty like splitting hairs in some things. I was like, well, I've seen people be like, well, Hayden Hurst is not as good as Travis Kelsey. Like, well, they don't play against each other. So that's going to have to be better. That's going to have to be better analysis than that. Uh, but elite tight end play, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Hayden Hurst, who plays for the Eagles? Who's the, Dallas, their tight end? Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. He's been good. He's big, big. Big pass catcher. Yeah. Watching him, watching these guys rumble around in the backfield is super fun. All right, trainer, we don't have much time remaining. Where do we want to go from here? Yeah, we'll just do, we'll do basketball. We'll we'll hit up uh, Love Is Blind side next week when we got a little more little more information. Yeah. Because uh, we don't Brock Brock Purdy Brock Purdy loses. He seems like the heir apparent to the Garoppolo era. Yeah. Uh, right now, it seems like they probably want to put Trey Lance in the in the back ground or trade him but trey lance has played one no trey lance has played four games of football since 2019 and i can still see the niners the niners if brock purdy has an absolute garbage game at the link 
I could see the Niners getting into the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. They're both, they're both Cali guys. They're both, they're both North Cali guys who want to play for the Niners their whole lives as children. You never know, Massey. I'm coming home. Oh, so, God. Fire, we'll fire up the... love, love is blindside. Stay tuned next week for Tetons Four Style. All right. I'm sticking with my college basketball. I, I got, oh, my gosh. Who do I have? I have Houston, who just had their second loss against Temple. I'm not worried about that. Bama might be the best team in the country. I got yeah. our Hoos. And, oh, my gosh. I said at the top of the show, but I'm blanking on who I have. Pull up, pull up a spreadsheet. I gotcha. Uh, you have Houston, Kansas, Virginia, and Alabama. Oh, Kansas. Kansas had a couple of loss. Kansas State in the Big 12 is surging. Not sure why they're good at basketball. I don't see them past the Sweet 16. All right, trainer, remind me your four because they're so irrelevant. I, I don't even I don't even pay attention to that side of the ledger. Mm-hmm. So I have number one in the country, Purdue Boilermakers. Mm-hmm. I've got number eight in the country, UCLA Bruin Bears. Yeah, they're all right. I've got the number 19 Yukon Huskies of Yukon. Falling. Falling. Just tumbling down. Rising? No, uh, no. They just lost to some some knick-knack paddywhack team. Who was that? Kansas? I don't know. No. Um, Yeah, I need to make a move. Um, Make my third drop. I guess I'm up anyway, regardless if you want to pick. I'm going to drop Kentucky Wildcats. I'm going to go with another Wildcat. Mm-hmm. A Pac-12 Wildcat. Really? Lute Olson. Lute Olson, what's up, guys? Arizona Wildcats. Arizona Wildcats. Now, they are currently ranked. Uh, where Where are they ranked? Six? I'm in the ACC. Don't, don't pretend like you have to scroll down so far. They're number six. I'm just screwing up. There it is. I'm just click, clicking the wrong button. They are number six. Um, Yeah, I have not seen much out of the Pac-12. I, I, should, see, I should see more. Now, Kansas, oh, they've, they've lost. They lost a couple in a row here. Now I'm looking at the top, the top uh, 25 here. I do, I see a distinct lack of Pac-12 teams. Is that accurate? Besides UC, be. UCLA and Arizona, you're going to Pac-12 teams. Yeah, keep it out west. All right. You, do you want Do you want to replace your uh, Bruins? I would. I would not if I was you. No, I'll stick with. I'll stick with Arizona. I'll, I'll keep the Pac-12 relevant. Two, two, two Final Four teams, Pac-12, they'll be playing each other in the Final Four. Now, the Big 12, have you seen how many teams the Big 12 has in the top 25? They are the conference. Oh, wait. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and finish my thought with the Big 12. They have Kansas State at number five, Kansas at number nine, Texas at 10, TCU at 11, Iowa State at 12, uh, Baylor at number 17, who's still a good squad. I had them earlier. And then that is it. But as I was scrolling all the way down, Clemson, who is leading the SEC, just popped their head into the top 25. They're number 24. I think Miami should be higher than Clemson. They're, and they're third in the ACC. This is me. You're, you're just watching me. AC, for Miami's number 20. You just watched me. That was good. good thought process. Great radio for me to – Everyone no, listening, it's good, it's good. everybody gotta, listening to me scroll through the top 25 and give off my stupid one-sentence answers. That is all the time we have for you this week, sports fans. Enjoy the football weekend. As always, thank you to Graham Trainer, my loyal co-host down in Texas. Yes, and you just had an epiphany. The last two national title teams are Big 12 squads. Baylor and? Kansas. 
That is so dumb. I, that was my, that was the best Final Four that UVA has not been a part of. UNC beat Duke, and then UNC lost to Kansas. That was the best. Oh, that was so good. Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you. Wherever you are, please download our podcast, rate, and review. Okay, that's it, and that's all.